stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo once again to discuss what is going on in the stock market and uh, all the impacts of the coronavirus, but I'm hoping to have Professor Blank on with me. John Blank, our chief strategist here at Zach's next week, but uh, for now, I have to go it on my own, and what was on my mind this week after we had the big sell-off and now we have kind of a rebound, but maybe not. It's unclear. Um, The Fed is cutting, cut 50 basis points. And the first thing that crossed my mind is what do all the savers do? I did get a call over the weekend from one of my friends who is in her late 60s. She has an IRA uh, in the bank, it's like basically in cash, which is what I mean by in the bank. Um, it's all in cash because she wants safety. She doesn't want to have any uh, lose any of the principal on it. And so she called me up and she's like, what do I do? This was even before the Fed cut the rate. So she's basically getting almost no interest on it already. And now even less with the Fed cut. So she was like, is there anything I can get into where I'm like basically guaranteed, guaranteed some kind of income. And I hated to tell her, no, like you could do stocks, you could do dividend paying, you can do REITs, uh, there's the bond options, but none of this will protect your principal. And if that's what you want to do, you are basically kind of stuck with cash. And I know that many retirees or people who are just jittery or you have your money just kind of parked some of it on the sidelines because you're buying a house or a car or you're paying for some big ticket item so you don't want it invested anywhere, that you're basically getting nothing right now and that is difficult. So for this show, I wanted to look at how you could find income, but it has to be done through stocks. So those do have risk entailed, but where I could go if I am willing to take some of the risk and uh, you know get into some of these higher yield stocks. So I ran a couple screens to find big dividend payers, basically, Uh, because that's what we all want, right? Like if I'm going to buy some with income, I don't want just like one or 2%. I mean, that's fine. I own some stocks with one or 2% yields. It's something's better than nothing as far as I'm concerned. And I'll take I'll take the free money, right? Um, So that's good. But if I really want to get that income, I want something at least over 5% yield. So I did a screen with the Zach's rank of number one, strong buys, or number two buys, which are top ranks that should mean rising earnings estimates, and I combined it with the 5% yield, and then I also included a five-year history of dividend growth so that it's not... I'm hopefully capturing some companies that have a track record of paying the dividend. I don't want to just, you know, get a stock just because it's over 5%. I want them to have some kind of history of having done the 5% for a while, or at least something over the last couple of years. So it does have a five-year history of dividend growth. 
I got about, um, I want to say 16 stocks, which is kind of more than I thought I would get with that 5% yield and the Zach's rank, because that's both going to narrow it quite a bit. So I was kind of surprised by that. Now, in this, you are not going to get the FANGs, even the ones, you know, obviously they have to pay a dividend. So I'm not, or FANG, FANG like, I'm not getting Microsoft in this because their yield is not over 5%. So it is difficult still to get that 5% with any of the high growth names, you're unlikely to get it. So that was interesting. Also, there are a lot of financials in the list. Uh, not Shouldn't be surprised, not banks, but like the investment management companies. There's some REITs in there. Um, and some retailers. So that was an interesting screen. But then I was like, well, there might be some others. Why not go for broke and go for something like a 10% dividend? And to keep some quality in there, I wanted to include um, low debt to equity ratio in there. So I did the 10% with low debt to equity ratio. I got only a little over a handful of stocks in that screen, as you might imagine, because I'm looking for something with pretty good balance sheet, but also paying me out the high yield. And I'm going to talk about what I found in there um, in a moment. But let's start with some of the stocks I did find in the first screen, which has those ranks of one or two and the 5% yield. So the retailers, um, they might surprise you because the, they surprised me. <laughs> I was like, what? That one's the number one? Um, so let's just talk about what, what that one was. And it is Macy's. I know it's hated. I know it's near lows or at new lows here. Ticker is M. It is a Zach's number one rank. Now I do have to warn all of you value investors out there watching it. It does have value trap characteristics still. It does look like a value trap here, but um, shares keep going down and does have that big dividend yield that they have not cut yet. Why is it a Zach's number one strong buy? when everybody hates it and the earnings weren't even that great. And that's because the estimates have been revised higher, including just in the last week, there was one analyst who went in there and revised this year's higher. So sales are expected to be down 3.2% this year and earnings expected to decline 14%. So yeah, you're still getting an earnings decline year over year, but you get the number one rank because a couple at least one in the last week um, has got the the analysts have gotten a little more bullish on what it's supposed to look like. So they're expected to make two dollars and forty nine cents this year now, and they made two ninety one last year. We know they've laid off a bunch of people recently in this first quarter here, and they're still trying to cut costs. They're still closing more stores. So I'm not saying that like oh the worst is over, you know, dive right in. Like I said, it is a value trap. The shares are down 22% in the last month. So people are fleeing it, but the dividend yield 11.6% right now. And the PE is just 5.2. So could it go lower? Yes. So keep that in mind. You might want to keep it on your wish list, but this did make this screen so, and it does still have the big dividend yield for now. Okay, what else is on there? Um, I was interested in this other one, Sunoco, uh, ticker SUN. Many of you might know it because you fill up 
gas at their gasoline stations. They have 7,300 gas stations. So these shares also have taken a dive along with everything else, not as bad as Macy's, but over the last month down 10.4%. So a little bit of a correction here. That's in correction territory. They um, pay that dividend, which is yielding 12.2%. So not too bad for owning some gas stations, right? 12.2, that's pretty juicy. PE is nine. Uh, Earnings expected to be up 11.7% this year and another 8.5% next year. So it's not a value trap here. Although if the economy does go into recession, you will likely see less people filling up their cars with gas. That would be normal. And um, as the economy slowed, so these earnings numbers may change in the next couple of quarters here. Um, but for now, this one is um, it is looking pretty decent here with the double-digit earnings growth. Sales aren't up huge, as you might expect, because how much can you really grow sales at gas stations? Um, but they are decent, and they're still paying this 12.2% dividend yield. So that's Sunoco, S-U-N is that ticker. And then switching over to the technology side, I tried to find any kind of tech names in the list that you don't pay as much of the bigger dividends. So that's a little difficult, but there is one, Seagate Technology, ticker STX. They do the hard drives. There's not much sales growth with them either, just sales growth expected of 1.4% this fiscal year and then 1.3% fiscal 2021. Earnings expected to be up 6.6%. That's not horrible this year. And fiscal 2021, 95 So they're managing to keep those costs down somehow and grow those earnings. But these shares down 14% in the last month. And PE is just 9.9. The dividend is just over the 5 at 5.4%. That sounds kind of low, right? After talking about Sunoco, you're like, eh, why do I need 5.4 if I can get 12.2 or 11.6? But 5.4 is still pretty juicy for a tech company that's also cheap. So that's Seagate Technologies. STX is that ticker. Now, switching over to a couple of the stocks that are in the second screen, this is the 10% dividend yield with the low debt to equity ratios. And a lot in this screen were REITs, not surprising because REITs have to pay out like 80% of their income to the shareholders. So the dividend yields are usually quite a bit higher. And, And one of these is a little bit risky here with what's going on in the global economy. And I'll get to that in a second. So let's talk about what's on on this list. So uh, the first stock is Annalee um, Capital Management. NLY is the ticker there. They are a mortgage REIT. So they describe themselves as a diversified capital manager of residential and commercial assets. They have $128.7 billion in assets. So quite big here. Ticker is NLY with Annalee. NLY. PE is just 8.9. They're expected to grow earnings by 6% this year. The shares were down about 10% from their highs in the last month on the pullback. They have bounced a bit off of that and now are only down about 6%. Dividend is yielding 11.3% right here. And the debt to equity ratio is just 04 
And um, so the mortgage REIT area could be interesting here with everybody refinancing and the real estate group, um, both commercial and residential, is pretty strong right here. Unclear what will happen if we do have some kind of recession, um, but for right now, it's pretty good. But this is one to keep on your list, too, if you're looking for a REIT here, and that's not in one of the travel leisure type of categories. So that's Annalee Capital Management, NLY is the ticker. And then our final stock, the second one in this screen, is one of the travel and leisure. So things were looking pretty good. Will they be going forward? I'm a little scared to buy anything in travel and leisure right now when it could get worse. Um, so this one is Park Hotels and Resorts, tickers PK. They describe themselves as iconic hotels and resorts. They own a lot of uh, big names that you would know, like in the Curio collection through Hilton, things like that. Um, their full year comparable RevPAR, which is a key component for hotels, was up 1.9% in 2019. Park Hotels just reported their results on February 26th, so um, we have recent info from them. In the fourth quarter of last year, they saw strength in Hawaii and San Francisco. That really drove the quarter. Will they continue to see that here is the question. Could see a slowdown like you're going to see in all kind of travel-related stocks, but should have a rebound, a snapback once this virus is completed its course, you know, and is done. So that's something to keep in mind. These shares are down 16% in the last month that no one should be surprised at that. PE is just 6.9 here and um, earnings though expected to decline here 5.2% this year. And so that makes it a little bit of a value trap for those value investors out there. And But dividend yield, for some reason, it fell just below the 10% recently, um, even though I screened for the 10%, uh, but this might have been even just like a day ago or so, and it's now yielding 9.9% here, but close enough, it's basically 10 and so that's Park Hotels and Resorts. PK is that ticker for that REIT. Um, and again, remember to consult with your tax advisor about the REITs because they are taxed differently than normal, the dividends you would get from, say, a Macy's. They Because it's considered income coming in when it's paid out to you by the REIT. So be sure to consult again, with your tax advisor so you can deal with the tax ramifications on um, that income that's coming from these kinds of investments. Um, okay, so it's kind of an eclectic mix here. Um, just so you know, some of the other stuff, like I said, that I saw were a lot of asset management companies. And um, those I'm kind of staying away from as well with the stock market and the bond market doing what it's doing. I'm not sure what assets under management are doing with some of these companies. So I'm steering clear of some of them, even though they have the high div dividend yields here. But some of these others, maybe you want to start looking around, keeping a wish list. And it doesn't hurt to get dividend yield here, especially with the Fed you know, seemingly heading back towards zero. Nothing is uh, happening in the banks with your investments. Um, there is inherent risk in owning stocks, of course, and REITs, but uh, you do 
um, get something for your risk-taking, in other words, with these dividend yielders. So let me recap the stocks again. We had Macy's, ticker M. We had Sunoco, ticker S-U-N. We had Seagate, which is paying the least amount here, which is 5.4% dividend yield, STX on that one. Annalee, uh, Capital Management, NLY, and Park Hotels and Resorts, PK. And um, as always, you want to be sure to subscribe to the Market Edge so you don't miss a single episode. Um, continuing to bring you stocks here even while this market volatility is going on and places to hopefully find some income here and using all of our tools, including the Zach's Rank, to try to find you the best investments on um, these areas. So subscribe on SoundCloud so you don't miss a single episode. And we're also over on Spotify now. I know many of you are there and on Apple Podcast plus other platforms. I know some of you just randomly find us on some pod hosting platform somewhere. That's great too, but be sure to subscribe somewhere. And hopefully I'll see you next week with uh, John Blank to talk some more about the economy, coronavirus, our investments, what we should be doing. That all should be next week. And be sure to join me and I'll see you again with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.